Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, where I, Rosemary McCabe, and my sister, Beatrice McCabe, are here to tell you some very important and wise things about life that you may not know already. This week, we thought we'd talk about all the things that we love about America, because I personally feel like I sometimes do a lot of giving out about America, and maybe I need a bit of a tonic to to right the scales. Basically, I'm afraid that my new American friends are going to listen to the podcast and think I'm always shitting on America, so I need to do a positive Yay America podcast. Beatrice, what first brought you to America? Was it the idea of America itself? Like, did you always want to come to America? No, I I didn't. What brought you to America, Rosemary? I was not doing an American accent there. No, I am speaking to you in my best American accent. After uh, 10 years, 13 years of living here, I have mastered this level of American accent. Okay, unfortunately, we're not recording video right now, but I need everyone to know that Beatrice seems unable to do that voice without wrinkling up her nose in a really weird way that I've never seen before. Okay, can you can you try to do it without wrinkling up your nose? Yeah, yeah, yes, I can. I can. (laughs) I also, as I am doing it, am aware that people will hear this and it is getting Harder to maintain this level of badness. I cannot. You can't even speak in this American accent. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot imitate the children that I live around or the husband with whom I have been for the ex-boyfriend for 13 years. I have yet to master an American accent. It is incredibly hard. I have a lot of respect for Colin Farrell. I've often wondered if you'd be a good actor. And now I've realized you absolutely would not. I mean, I like imagine somebody hiring you for a film, right? So and being like, Beatrice, bitchy. we need you to play this incredibly kind, loving and nice person with an American accent. You'd be like, that would be really hard because I'd be trying to be myself with an American accent. But I'd have a voice coach. 
Sorry, it's not the voice coach you need. I mean, I'm not saying the accent is great, but it's the face coach. You literally could not relax your face in that accent. I, Try again. I was, no, you were staring at me with like, you were I'll, staring with absolute I'll look shock. Away. I'll look no, away. Go. No. If you were my co-star, you'd be looking like, at me like I was credible. You were staring at me and then it was making me paranoid and then I could hear myself lisping and then my nose kept twitching. It wasn't my fault, it was yours. Anyway... <laughs> What brought me here at work? What brought you here, Rosemary? And don't say me because it clearly was not me because you would not even travel to Paris an hour and a half flight on a Ryanair flight when I was when I lived there. So it wasn't me. You didn't come here for me. You came here for yourself. The fact that I was here was the reason, was the convenience that allowed you to come. Um, No, incorrect. I left Ireland for myself. I came here because you were here. Yeah, I came to that, America because you were here. But I mean, because I would never you were here. to America otherwise. That's that's fine. But because you were here is not the same as for you. No, I came to America because I realized that I didn't think, oh my God, I'm going to start crying now. What's wrong with me? I didn't think that I was ever going to have kids of my own. And you were here with your kids. And I suddenly had this realization that I didn't know them at all. And that if I didn't come and spend some time with them, I would never know them. I don't think that's why you came at all I think that was what you realized after you were here I think you came because you were looking you were on a career break and you were like what's life all about Claire McCabe what I'm saying is you took a career break you were like I don't know what direction my life is going in I'm going to come over there and eat your talenti and find out Uh, fuck off about the stupid talenti it wasn't a career break it was a life break I worked the whole time you did you did there was no career breaking but you know what I mean? Like, okay, you were faced with a crossroads. How, how, what do you call a road with like many, many roads? A fork in the roads. No, no, no. That's only three. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, is that even, I would consider that to be two. What do you call it? Like a well, tributary of roads. Does that make sense? What about, what's the, what's it called at the Arc de Triomphe? Like a roundabout with many exits. Oh. A roundabout with multiple exhausting. exits. Do you know that what I mean confusing. though? Yeah, but I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I need to be able to face these roads full on and look down and choose versus going around the roundabout. How do you know which one? Like, I hate going on roundabouts because you're always just feeling really stressed about having to get off in your exit. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be able I to hate, pick the right one. I hate going on. This is, this is completely against the attitude of this podcast now, but I hate going on roundabouts in America because nobody fucking indicates when they're going off. Drives me mad. There's also a different, a different rule. It's the person coming onto the roundabout has the right of way versus the person exiting. No. Yeah, that's true in one of the states I lived in. Here, the per- no, no, here the person on the roundabout has the right of way, but the person coming on the roundabout has to yield to the person on the roundabout. But that's the same in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, one of the states that I lived in here has the opposite rule that the person was coming on. I thought that was Paris. Was it? Was it? Well, somewhere that I lived previously and that was incredibly insane because you'd be on the roundabout and have to break for whoever was coming on. Yeah, I, I always thought that was Paris, but then I was talking to somebody about this recently and they were like, no, it's not Paris. Maybe it was Roseanne saying that they drove in Paris and that wasn't the case. But yeah, I don't, I don't I think it that was Paris. Paris. I, maybe it was Dallas then. I thought it was here. Maybe it's Dallas. You're right. I don't do that here. Maybe it was Dallas. But also anyway, nobody indicates. Somewhere where I once lived. Nobody indicates. But also when you're coming onto the highway here, the slip road off is the same as the slip road on. That's really Oh, yes. Yeah, so well. you have to get off real quick, especially if anybody's getting on. Well, if anybody's coming on, you have very little chance of actually exiting and getting off. Like I've often missed my exit for that reason. 
Oh, have you? I've actually never missed my exit. I think I'm slightly dangerous. I just go, oh, fuck it, and go in in front of someone and then wave. Sorry. Well, you know I don't know I mean? that you're like, I don't know that you're like driving around at rush hour that often either. Oh, no, that's true. That's true. Probably I mean, not. rush well, hour rush being hour. a, yeah, rush hour being like a moderate event by Fort Wayne standards. Oh, well, yeah. Listen, that brings us on to, that's one of the things I love about, I mean, not America, because I know that's not everywhere in America, but one of the things I love about Fort Wayne, there's no traffic. Okay, that's not America, though. You said this is about America. I know, but I'm just saying about the America that I live in, which is the Midwest, which is Fort Wayne, no traffic. Great. But I don't, I don't love the fact, though, that you can't drive everywhere. Like, that you have to drive everywhere is what I mean. I don't like the fact that there's nowhere you can't walk. Like, you need a car to go everywhere. Like, when our cousins came that's to true. visit recently and said, don't worry, we'll get the bus. How <laughs> we larfed. I did laugh, even though I'm yeah. horrified by it as well. We both laughed. We were like, ha, ha, ha. Just wait till they figure out they can't go anywhere. They're trapped in your kitchen. They had a great time trapped in my kitchen. Oh, okay. So let's let's move on from Fort Wayne specific traffic issues. What are the things, or what's what's one of the main things that you love about America? <laughs> I haven't really prepared for this episode. You tell me your thoughts, and then I'll respond. Okay, well, one of the things that I was thinking this morning, as I obviously had it in my head to do this episode and hadn't told you, which is very helpful, is that I love that there's a really great range of sizes in clothes shops here that you just don't get at home. So at home, if I go into a shop, now it might be slightly different in the last year or two because I do think brands are maybe getting a little bit more size inclusive, but almost every kind of mainstreamy shop like Target, Walmart, like even if I'm looking at clothes in Kroger, Loft, Vera Bradley, they'll all have like XL, double XL, triple XL. They'll have a big range of sizes. Whereas in Ireland, I feel like there are a lot of shops that I'll go into and I know they will not have anything above a size UK 14, which would be like maybe an like a medium here or a medium or a large. And I do really like that about America. And I feel like, I mean, obviously it's because they have had more people in larger bodies in America for longer than we have in Europe, I think. Or like, you know what I mean? That like kind of Europe is catching up in terms of having more plus size people. But I do love that in America. That like I don't feel the same kind of, I'm going to go in here and won't be able to fit in anything. Do you know what I mean? I always know I'll find something. I know what you mean. What else? What else do you like? Do you like the supermarkets? Dad likes the supermarkets. I, you know what? I like the smaller supermarkets that are probably more like Irish supermarkets. So I like like the fresh market and the Trader Joe's and Aldi, which are smaller. But I do like that... Like the other day I was looking for, I had to get craft supplies for a school project for Finn. He was making this little, this little Native American hut for one of, one of their like social studies classes. And I had to go and get the craft supplies for it. And they'd given us a list of like specific things that we needed. And I love that. I know you can go to Walmart or Target or Kroger and you can get all your groceries and craft supplies. And if you want to get bed sheets and if you want to get a new cushion and you can look at the rugs and you can get makeup, you know what I mean? That everything is in the one shop. Like I do find that very convenient, I suppose. It's also bad because it means if I go in looking for a loaf of bread, I never come out without spending at least a hundred dollars on random stuff, but it's very convenient. Didn't you also write a piece about this before where you talked about all the drive throughs that you love? I think when I first moved here, I kind of talked a bit obsessively about the drive throughs because I did find it great. But there is now a Starbucks drive through in Ireland. So I feel like I can't use that as so much of a comparison here. There's now a Starbucks drive through I think, in Liffey Valley. But yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the, like, probably to do with being able to get the craft supplies in the supermarket, right? Like, I love the fact that convenience is prioritized very highly in America. And that everything is made to be quite convenient or like everything is made to be like 
I suppose, kind of efficient that you can like do a drive through on your way to somewhere else. And do you know what? To do you know what though? Now, now I'm thinking about this. I'm like, I don't like any of these things that you just mentioned, right? Like, surprise, surprise. Because like I don't like the fact that all these clothes sizes are available. And like, listen, sorry now to be talking about, you know, I, I've read a lot that heroin chic is back and it's negative and we shouldn't be happy. We're not, I mean, I'm not happy. I do believe that it's fine. You can be whatever size you want. But I personally don't want to be the size I am or would like to be thinner, right? So the fact that all these sizes are available does absolutely make me think that I'm thinner than I am, right? So then I go, oh, I can buy all these clothes that fit me. But I still like when I had other when I could only fit smaller clothes, like when they were only available to me, it made me conscious of like pound creep on the scales. Do you know what I mean? Whereas now I'm like, oh, this is great. I've, I've got a lot of elastic waisted pants recently, I noticed, you know, and I, I love going, these are nice. Yeah, I, I like the availability of elastic waisted pants. In they're very comfortable, but they're, they're giving me a full sense of like thinness. You know what I mean? And I understand that thin is not everything, but I personally want to be thinner than I am. So like these, none of these things are beneficial to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do know what you're saying. But I mean, are you are you presuming then that if you couldn't get the larger sizes, you would basically, you would be subconsciously kind of encouraged to lose weight? That's what you think? Yeah, like, 100% because I was. Because uh, I used to be like, oh, I'm, I I can't wear that. I can't buy anything from that shop. I want to buy the clothes from that shop. Therefore, like it was a reminder to me, like a harsh, cruel reminder, but... I but feel I think, like it bet I benefited from it. You know what? I think that also might be slightly a Fort Wayne thing because no offense to Fort Wayne, but there are very few shops that I'd be like, I really want to buy the clothes in that shop in Fort Wayne. Like they don't have the anthropology or, you know, the nice shops. Like if you lived in New York and you had more access to higher end labels that still don't do larger yeah, sizes. Listen, I mean, probably. and listen, like, sorry, I'm aware that, you know, that's the most obnoxious thing to say. Like I wanted clothes to not be available to other people that's not remotely what I'm saying I'm just going I don't think that it does me a service right no no, I no. Understand. you you I recognize want, yeah you want to walk into a shop and for them to put the shutters down on the plus sizes and be like here's the motivation in the center aisles of all the tiny I mean, sizes <laughs> I mean I don't I don't really it's more that I actually want motivation of some sort like I went to the doctor recently and he's like yeah if you did this this and this you could lose some weight I was like Duh, I know I could be a doctor. Like, could I find the motivation to do it? No, I couldn't. But you know what? The other thing is like those conveniences that you're talking about just there. As I, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through them. I'm like, live, I'm fast forwarding through them in my head thinking it is great that Starbucks, I do go, I use the Starbucks drive through all the time, but, but I hate drinking coffee in my car while I'm driving. I hate the environs of my car to eat my croissant. And I hate the fact that by the time I get to work, which is only a six minute drive from Starbucks, everything's tepid, everything's room temperature. And then I hate having to heat up my Starbucks coffee because it's horrible. And I always scold it and it has a horrible taste of weird hazelnut, burnt hazelnut, which I hate, right? Why hate all those hazelnut? I don't know. Right. So, so that like that's bad. And then I'm thinking there's something to be said for lack of crafts availability because you're like, yeah, it was great. And I can go home and do these crafts. I don't want to do these crafts. Oh, I well, want listen, to go home and be like, I, yeah. Uh, I don't right? want to do the crafts either, Beatrice. Yes. But, so like, I mean, is I it great? Yeah, but Sorry, I would rather can I finish, go to let one me, shop. Go on. Just let me finish my sentence. I, I understand what you're saying, but like, I also think, wasn't that a great excuse? Sorry, they didn't have the twist. But like, they don't have any kind of, well, certainly where we are, it's very hard to find like unique ingredients. I have to order them on Amazon, but they have yeah. every type of curly twister and pipe cleaner and like glue and gorilla this and gorilla that. And I'm like, 
I just don't want to have to do any of these crafts. Like I want to send the kids to craft classes. And then- I know, sorry. Oh yeah, and have all the supplies there. Can I also yes. say, this stupid craft, right? <laughs> the stupid craft was given to Finn on a Wednesday, say. He then had strep throat. He was off school for about four days. I was like, they're not expecting him to complete this project. He is sick. Did my husband accept that? No. He was like, they, right. are, they are. He has to have it in. I'm like, he's eight. Like, what's the teacher going to do? And then Brandon was like, I'm not willing to take a risk on what the teacher might do. I'm like, to the eight-year-old, she like, she's not going to suspend him. What? What? Anyway, and I was forced to go off and get the craft supplies. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else custom spray five and one only from rustoleum when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, you might have been, you, you know, you might be better off because Nash recently got detention. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but Nash got a detention. He was like, oh, my God, Mom, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So he got this detention partly because what did he, get a detention for? he got a detention for being tardy four times, three times. Right. Since the beginning of the, of the year. School starts at 7.30, right? So really it's my fault. Well, actually it isn't because for the first month, I stressed us both out no end in the morning by just screaming, get up, get up. You're ready. Come on, let's go. Get in the car, get in the car. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I'm not going to scream. I'm just going to say very calmly, Nash, time to leave. And if he doesn't leave, I'm just going to sit down and wait for him. And I do. And it's so much more relaxing for me. However, he's got yeah. multiple tardies, right? Actually, it's so much more relaxing for both of us. Like it's just much less stressful. First thing in the morning. So he goes anyway. And I was like, oh, this will teach him now. This will learn him, as dad would say. Comes out. Oh, detention was great, mom. It was really good fun. That is not the spirit of detention. What's he think he's in the fucking breakfast club? Exactly. But on a serious note, right, there have to be things that you love about America. The land of the free, the land of opportunity, the land of Kool-Aid and Tootsie Rolls. The land of opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> Opportun- freeways. Do you know what I love? I love the fact, I do think if I move back to Ireland, which you know I would love to do. I know. I would miss the summers, right? So I do love the weather. I hate, sorry, I love the summer. I hate the rest of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> but the summer does last like 
there's a good four months of summer. Do you know what I mean? It's not a short summer. But also probably if I lived in Ireland, I'd be like, sure, we had a summer. Don't know what she's talking about. But like, I love my summer. I love my swimming pool, right? It's like no, there was best. a summer in Ireland that I remember well that it ra- rained for 60 days in a row. But not anymore, as Greta Thunberg would point out. As dad would point out, as Greta, as dad slash Greta Thunberg would point out, I love my swimming pool, right? Like that sounds really spoiled. But like, so in Dallas, like everybody has a swimming pool. It's like having a garage, right? It's right. not, and it's just, it's included. Like even we bought a house and we built a pool because we, it didn't have one. And it didn't add to the value of the house at all. You know, actually, I think people would say that pools don't add to the value of the house because there's so much maintenance. But I would say that is not true. Anyway, this pool that we built in Dallas was actually, actually, I, I also I also appreciate Americans' enthusiasm for everything large. Like when we built the pool, the pool oh, building yeah. was like, you could have this and a swing and, you know. A swing? A, a, oh, yeah. You could have a diving board and a loop-the-loop and it could take up your whole backyard. And I was like, no, thanks. Like, And we built this very small. Don now says things like, we used to swim laps in that. I'm like, it was a fucking bath. Like it was half <laughs> of a kidney. Right? It was tiny. It was I remember Don It was neat. Yeah. It was neat. It was lovely. I mean, it was sufficient for like... There was no Olympic swimming going to be done into it, in it, even though I do recall this, the first time I did this, I've done it twice. The first time I did, I bought, I went and equipped myself with every type of swimming paraphernalia that one would need to exercise in the pool. And I was like, I'm going to put the computer beside the pool and I'm going to watch these. But the problem was like, A, I couldn't see the computer because of the glare with the sun. And B, I couldn't work up the will to exercise. What were you trying so to watch? Probably- like tutorials? Yeah, like, you know, oh, like, like exercise classes in the pool, like. Yeah, like actual exercise okay. classes. So you it was more like you had to. aerobics in the YMCA. Sorry, the point of this was doing it in the privacy of my own oh, pool, yes, in my own yes, back yes, garden. Yes, yes, like the you. convenience of like, oh, nothing's stopping me from exercising. Oh, wait, I am. Right? <laughs> nothing's stopping me because the pool's right there. So I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the fact that like Americans are all about bigger. I mean, I don't appreciate it because I'm always like, that's ridiculous. I just want a half slice of lemon cake. But. I appreciate their enthusiasm for grand projects. You know, they're real like, well, if you're going to do it, wouldn't you do a massive one? It's like, no, like I just want it. Yeah, I just want like, I just want it to be, you know, X size. But I mean, it's going to cost the same amount of money. And you're like, no, 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 no. But like, I just want it to fit in the palm of my hand. But like, it couldn't cover your entire body if you want. I think the same, the same attitude that they have at the breakfast buffet. That it's like, but why would you go up once when you can go up twice? And you're like, well, I only want one meal. So, Not no, me, you, other people. I was about to say that sounds unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you, you know, I think that speaks a lot to the American attitude of anything's possible, you know, can do versus like, are you sure? Like, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not sure if like I can really get that all done by Friday. The American's like, I can get it done and it could be You just have to believe pink. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, I mean, I was actually no, going to say, me. oh, sorry. Excuse me though, but they don't get it done. By Friday, oh, that's the other thing. They don't. They are human just as much as anybody else. Well, this is a this is about how great Americans are. So let's move on from that. Americans are superhuman. Speaking of the American can do spirit, I have to say, I do love how nice and friendly people are in restaurants, in shops, and I love, love, love in restaurants and cafes. Endless refills, more coffee than you ever thought you could drink, more soda than you ever thought you could drink, which is I'm supposed to call pop now because I'm in the Midwest. Pop. I hate how they call it pop, actually, but that's a story for another day. But yeah, I do love 
Just, I don't know. And I mean, I think when I first moved over, I found it a bit hard to get used to, you know, when you walk into a shop and they go, hi, how are you? And I'm like, leave me alone. I'm just browsing. Whereas now I'm like, I'm great. How are you? Like, there's something nice about it. No, sorry, Rosemary. That's not anything to do with America. That's Fort Wayne. Oh, because when we moved America here, we're in. Okay, that's true. But but like I have, you know, different reference points, having lived in various different places. And Don, when we moved here, was he came back from the BMV. What's that stand for? Bureau of Motor Vehicles in your in New York called the DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles. So confusing. But Americans find this hilarious as well. They're like the DMV or do you mean the BMV? I'm like, I don't even care. I haven't been there. Anyway, the BMV in New York. And you'd go and you'd wait in line and you'd be told when you got upset, you're in the wrong line. Oh, you know, no, like, that. oh, let me help you cut the line. Be like, you're in the wrong. You fill this out incorrectly. Go to the back of the line. You know, so Don anyway, goes off here to the BMV. That was the DMV. Goes to the BMV here anyway. Dreading it, right? He goes in when we moved here. He goes to like, ch- you know, change the car tags and do whatever you do there. And he came back shocked, right? Like truly catatonic almost. And I was like, well, did something happen? And he's like, yeah, uh, they were extremely nice. I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, I got to the top of the line. They like helped me fill out the form. They told me where to go. And then they sent me to the top of the next line. And like, he he was literally like waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? That, yeah. So that's, so I think you love Fort Wayne. I do really like Fort Wayne. And actually speaking of the BMV, the, t- the one time that I braved it and went to do my Indiana license, well, sorry. And speaking of the BMV, the first time that I went to do my driver's theory test here, I uh, remember I got to the top of the line. I was talking to the guy and he was like, okay, just go over to that computer and do your test and then come back to me and we'll set you up to do the manual to to do the actual like in the car test. So anyway, I go off and it's like, you have to get 20 right out of 30 or something. Beatrice, to say I failed within about two seconds. It was like, what does this sign mean? And it's really annoying because they have all the signs without the writing on them. And I'm like, if I could just, if if the word stop was on that sign, I would know it's a stop sign. But instead they show you like a red hexagon and they're like, what's this? And I mean, that's a bad example because I knew what the stop sign was. But you know what I mean? They show you and they go, what kind of sign is this? And I'm like, on the road, it has actual writing on it. But also that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, when are you ever going to be confronted? What are they actually training you to know? It's so stupid. And you also have to know, is this a regulatory sign or is this uh, something else? Anyway, I failed, right? No, but the equivalent of that is like giving me a cup of tea dyed wine color. So I'd be like, how am I supposed to know if I gave it to my child? How am I supposed to, well, they wouldn't be drinking tea. Milk, bad example. A glass of milk died to look like wine. When would I ever need to be able to recognize that in a glass? Beatrice, never. Anyway, so I failed. I walked back up to the guy and he goes, no, no, you need to be in that line over there. And I went, oh, like, no, no. I like, I really don't. Because he was he was ushering me to the driving test line. And he goes, oh, you failed? You failed. Really loud. You failed? She failed. He turns to the woman next to me. If she fails, what does she do? She has to come back tomorrow, right? Yeah, you can come back tomorrow. She failed. I was just like, but he was so nice. But like, listen, everybody fails, apparently. Well, back to the subject of wine, actually, now that you've reminded me, I was thinking about, here's what I love about my American child, the four-year-old. So this morning he goes, mom, what's for breakfast? You know, you're like, I don't know, you're four, you could get whatever. Like, he's like, can't reach, can't get this. I was like, you just make your own breakfast. You're grand, right? Four, you could fry up some bacon for yourself there. No, I'm like, there's a croissant and a tin there. Like, you could have that. Anyway, he goes, he goes, cereal? I said, no. He goes, poached egg? I said, no. He goes, wine? I was like, oh. 
bad, right? That's bad. That's Well, my son this morning, and this is actually what I love about America. My son this morning goes, uh, I'm hungry. And I said, well, you can have some cereal, you can have some toast. And he goes, can I have some mac and cheese? They always want some mac and cheese. It's all, it all coming back around to the episode I did with Roseanne, where she was shocked at the absolute wide availability and love of mac and cheese. I'm sorry, you just said wide availability. That is like very rosemary. That's a new word that you should... Wide, the, the wide availability and love, because I was going to say love and then I said availability. Wide, wide, I can't talk. Go on with your point. What's your point? I can't talk anymore. Well, here's what I was going to say. Here's something I love as well. Okay, A, I love the fact that Amazon, etc., deliver all the time, but like that's oh, yeah. everywhere. But B, I love the fact that if you put out your post... You oh, get yes! Your post, get your post in the post box like a normal person does anywhere in the world. But if you have a letter to post, oh, you don't have to go anywhere. That. Mm-hmm. You don't have to that. go anywhere. You just have to take the little plastic flag that is in your mailbox and you just point it up and out. And that means, Mr. Postman, please take my letter. Post it to whoever it's for. And that is amazing. However, it brings up another conundrum. Where am I going to get my stamps from? So then you or have to order your stamps. So like in a way, a post box is a great thing. Your husband has a stamps.com account and you can print stamps from the comfort of your very own home. Well, we only just bought a printer last week. So listen, we're making progress. We're getting there. And then he put it down in the darkest reaches, the darkest confines of the basement. I was like, can this not go in your office? There's no room. I'm like, wouldn't it be more useful than like the plethora of Star Wars replica, as Graham, as mom would say, replica guns that are up on the shelf. But, but I did actually tell him, I told him that I wanted him to style his office. And I said this more as a like pipe dream look Rosemary look behind me it has been styled it is the most pleasant tidy thing to come into now if only you could do the rest same for the rest of the house I mean I actually can't see because all I can see is a glowing light above your head but I'll have I'll have a proper look tomorrow in the daylight let me just describe it to you so we did disability training this week and in it she was talking about sorry I probably should remember this but I can't anyway how you can introduce yourself and then you have to describe yourself to those who are visually disabled visually impaired uh, I don't think impaired is the word. Anyway, it's different here because you use different words here as well, right? Okay. Anyway, anyway, the whole point was you. So you say, "Hi, my name is Beatrice McCabe," and then you say, "I am wearing a black blouse, black trousers. I have brown hair to my shoulder blades. I have brown eyes, and I am standing in a room with a hundred people, or sitting in a very tidy room." So I was about to say, so that's how we were, you know, told that mm-hmm. we should be giving, we should be describing ourselves as an introduction also for anybody who potentially can't, you know, can't yeah. see us, right? So for those, for actually everybody on the everybody, podcast, yeah. I would say that behind me are four rows of bookshelves and underneath which several presses or cabinets, as we say in America. I'll tell you, I don't appreciate the fact that we don't share an actual language. Yeah, because I agree. It's incredibly Very annoying. annoying. And on those shelves are as you would expect, books, lots of books, lots of graphic novels, The Walking Dead, Star Wars. There are also one, two, three, five Star Wars guns built by Don. Replica guns. Replica guns built by Don. There are some speakers. There's a beautiful photo, I think taken by you, of of Nash. Of Nash holding Big Bird, yeah. Of Nash as a baby, age two, holding, well, as a baby, as a young, young, as two-year-old Nash holding Big Bird. And then there are one, two, three, three Star Wars monsters, fine art monsters, as Don would describe them, in their respective cages, plastic boxes, (laughs) 
staring out at me and ruining the beautifully styled books, bookscape, in my opinion. So that's not what you meant by styling his office. Well, he also, when I came into the kitchen the other day, had one of them with that has suckers on its hands stuck to the window. And I honestly oh, I thought there was a still massive... There. Yeah, I thought there was like some massive slug I know, it's like a big, to the window. It, it's like a cross between a slug and a moth. Yeah, and Gross. he actually loves them. Like he, there's nothing that he loves more, not even you me. Know, you know what I love about America? Our husbands. They're mm. American and they're great. I mean, they're better than average on their good days. I also love, what else do I love? I don't know, there's a lot of things that I really don't love. I also love, you know what I love? How welcoming America has been of Irish me and Irish you. That's actually true. Yeah. Nobody's ever been not welcoming. Except for Brandon's brother who accused me of marrying him for a green card. Lol, I, I thought, you were for his, thought you were about to say for his money. What about your neighbours who absolutely have been so well? Remember that party they threw for you when you moved in? And then one of them what? called her one of them called her dog Atlas after you called the Excuse baby Atlas. Me. My no neighbour had a party for us. They had a party for themselves several weeks after we moved in and they had very loud conversations on the street and I tried to listen at the window and Brandon wouldn't let me. That's something I don't like about Americans. They don't really get the Irish curiosity for knowledge. They don't, Brandon doesn't let me be as nosy as I'd like to be. But yeah, my neighbour met my baby and then several weeks later I saw that she had a dog named Atlas. And I introduced her to my baby and everyone I tell the stories to is like, oh, she probably didn't remember where she heard the name. I literally don't care. She should have remembered my beautiful baby boy. (gasps) The dog is very cute too, though, so I suppose it's fine. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. If you don't already, you can support us on Patreon for just $5 a month. That's patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. And we'll be back next week with another stunning episode from us. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.